Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redmond. And we are back with the third to last episode of Wire in the Blood ever. And yeah. honestly, that makes me kind of sad because I've really enjoyed this rewatch and getting here right to the end. I'm like, ah, oh, the show had such such an interesting look. And I'm, I mean, I don't know why they stopped doing it. You know, it feels like one of those things that could have just kept running forever, like Prime Suspect or Mute wit- Silent Witness. I almost said Mute Witness, which is a different thing. Yeah. But Silent Witness, where it's just like, they could have kept doing these. It's only a couple of them a year. But yeah, I'm sure there was a reason. Maybe viewership dropped. Who knows? Uh, but it does make me sad because it's going yeah, really it well. wasn't. Yeah, it was with ITV though. You know, it was ITV. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was a somebody issue. Wa- yeah. yeah, or somebody wanted to quit, or who knows? Who knows? Maybe well, Robson well, Green wanted to go on and do other things, and he has. But yep. you know, now it's been almost twenty years. You know, when whenever his show where he's a cop who solves crimes with a priest in, in yeah. like rural England, which I'm sure we're gonna have to watch episodes at some of at some point. Whenever that yeah. wraps up, you know, maybe we could see what Tony Hill's been up to for the past twenty years. It would maybe be check it, well, back it would in. Be. Yeah, because it does end on this weird sort of note. Yeah, and you get no resolution. Yeah, it's not like Tony dies in the last episode or something crazy like that. No, that's it's not, not like, like twenty four where they kept trying to end it definitively and then kept coming back. Yeah. Whereas, whereas, unlike Inspector Morse, for example. Oh, yeah. No, Inspector Morse. When it's over, it's over. Yes, he dies of cancer. <laughs> and then they had so. to do, but then they did a prequel series. Yeah, they did Endeavor. Hey, uh, you ever wonder it, why he became such a hopeless, depressed old man? Here's why. <laughs> all right uh but before we get into this episode i just wanted to talk one fun well i say fun but one interesting thing i found out yesterday uh okay. which is not big enough to do a sunday show about or anything like that but it's just like if you ever stop to think of just how unbelievably evil corporate america is right uh i, I just found out something that shocked me with how evil it is. So there's a thing in America called the National Restaurant Association, the other NRA. And basically every, you know, chain restaurant uh, uses this lobbying group to lobby against raising the minimum wage. And you wonder how on earth is it that in America, the minimum wage is like $8 when in the rest of the world, it's like $15, $20. The answer is the National Restaurant Association makes sure that it stays low. And here's the fun part and the the I can't believe that this kind of evil is allowed to exist in the world part. <clears throat> Do you know where they get their lobbying money from? Don't tell me. No, please. it's it's going to be amazing. You will. Right. No, you are not going to believe this story. All right, so... There is a thing called, like, I don't remember the exact name of the company. It's called, like, Food Safe. And the idea is they run courses to teach you how to safely handle food if you're going to work in the food industry. And so they do online courses where if you get a job at wherever, you have to go and you do an online course there. And so you just go, you take the two-hour course, then you answer a questionnaire, and now, boom, you are certified you can handle food, right? That's the whole premise of this thing. Oh, I think, okay, okay. yeah. In, like, 2010, the National Restaurant Association bought that company. Oh, my God. 
So basically everyone who works for one of these fast food places in a bunch of, and then they lobbied a bunch of states to make it so if you want to work in fast food, you have to take one of these courses. Oh, so you want to get a job doing there? Pay $25 to $50 to FoodSafe. And that company then goes, turns around and spends all of that money to lobby against raising the minimum wage. Meaning, and by the way, so like, uh, in the past 10 years, this has uh, (laughs) generated $25 million by comparison for their lobbying efforts. By comparison, McDonald's at that time has given them a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna come up with McDonald's. Yeah. So the vast majority of the money being spent to lobby to stop the minimum wage from going up is being paid for by minimum wage workers. Yeah, if you ever wonder how evil these companies are, that's how evil these companies are. It's on a level that's hard to wrap your head around, isn't it? Yes, it is. It, it, as I say, I am not surprised. You're not surprised, but you are disgusted. Yes, but I am disgusted. And, oh. Capitalism's the only real villain, people. You have everything to else is just this. you know a part. Everything else is just you know it's just how shall I put this? Rearranging deck chairs in the Titanic. Unless we defeat capitalism, we're never going to win. And boy, that's a hard one. I'm to not do. saying it's easy. I'm saying well, at least know what your enemy is. Like it's uh, like the it's <laughs> like the it's like trying to fight patriarchy. Well, yeah, they say oh. exact. Well, they're linked phenomena. Yeah, they're <laughs> a linked phenomena and. It's just like, yes, okay, we can make headway and we can make headway, but by yeah, God, they've got the money, they've got the power. They've got the money, they've and got the power. Yeah. You're, and, and it's a long, you have to think Strategically over an incredibly long period of time. Yeah. I'm becoming more and more, I've becoming becoming more and more a believer that, well, I'm not really a believer, but I really do hope that reincarnation exists and we can come back better prepared for the fight prepared to keep fighting them no i'm right there with you there has to be you know as i said i'm coming back as a child rights lawyer (laughs) that's it after after this last friggin week Mm -hmm. that's my next that's my next reincarnation guys because that's all this life can be preparing me for (laughs) Oh man, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's a scary world sometimes. It's just like oh. I love me some. Don't get me wrong, I love me some John Oliver, but I don't know if you watched the John Oliver show last week tonight. Oh. But it's like the title of the show might as well be because it's like you watch every single episode, and it's like the title of the episode should always be "Capitalism is the problem," but HBO won't let me say that because <laughs> every single week. <laughs> Oh, did you hear every problem in the world? Oh, it's just capitalism. Oh, it's just ca- oh, it's just ca- okay. Yeah, every single time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just the capitalist mindset yeah. is destroying the world. Yeah, basically, and all the people in it, <laughs> and they don't understand that. And that's why it's so much easier to wrap your head around serial killers because you know what? At least you know they're recognizably bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bad guy that's easy to defeat by comparison. Yes, because. Yeah, because the corp the corporate 
existence is just like the corporation institutions. I mean, when they started to do sort of started to analyze institutions and how institutions work, Mm -hmm. you understand how difficult it is to change. I mean, we're going to have to go through something at Algoma University. This, this has this latest crap. It means uh, the reason we we're in a to. weird mental state this week, and there's no reason you guys will know about this because you don't live in Sault Ste. Marie, but there has been a fairly large scandal at a certain university that a certain <laughs> doctor works at. And it's, uh, it is in tune with a bunch of other scandals they've had to the point yes. where you're like, Hey, maybe the institution is the problem. Maybe yes. The complete and lack well, of oversight yes. is the problem. Maybe. Yes. The culture is the problem. Maybe it's not yes. just a couple of bad apples. Maybe it's not just a couple of rogue operators. Because this time, because I don't think I have talked to you. So what happened on Tuesday is I found out about the previous professor in computer science. This is a professor in computer science who has been uh, arrested by the police because finally some students were smart enough to just go to the cops and not complain internally. Internally, yeah. And they went to the police and the police opened an investigation and they arrested this man on Friday. Now, has this man been convicted of anything yet? No, but there is an ongoing police investigation. There are a lot of complaints. This is all publicly reported. So no, we are not slandering this no, man. No, no. No, no. This is, and... We are just discussing things that have been publicly reported about yes. His behavior that have led to yes. him being arrested. Yes. And so I found out about a previous and then I went, ah, I really, when I found out and I found out who it was. And of course that person was just let go, but the students weren't even told why he was let go. He just didn't show up to just class one day. one day. He just disappeared one day. And, um, but I'm going, I'll betcha in this case, that's why these, these students went to the police mm-hmm. instead of doing it internally because they were not happy with the previous situation. God. Again, uh, when this just keeps happening, how do yeah. you not see that you're the problem? School um, administration? Uh, I, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm, I am rolling around how I'm going to deal with this in the, like I know what to do in the short term, which yeah, is I told my students yesterday, we had a long discussion and um, then I talked, like we talked about it yesterday. I talked about it in general terms. As I explained to them, I said, I don't know who the students are. I have no more information than what was that in the, inter- than was in the memo and what was reported on the news. Mm-hmm. And as I said, and the only thing I did say is Sue Today must really, there must be somebody at SueToday.com who doesn't like this guy <laughs> because they put up a big picture of him, like a like a wow. big picture of his face, a big honking picture and, and actually put his name in it. Everywhere else, it just said it was anonymous. A professor has been, right? Wow. And there was no picture. In fact, there's something called Co- Collingwood Today. And they put up a picture of a police car with flashing lights from <laughs> um, from um, Philadelphia, of all things. And somebody says, Allison, my sister said, well, I don't know what that had to do with anything. And I said, well, geez, was he in Philadelphia? No, what they had done was just taken the Sue Today 
I guess, article. the same template, but they oh. just, because they pulled out his name, because Allison didn't know his name. Right. And um, they deleted the picture and replaced the picture with another picture. With a generic picture of a, a generic uh, picture. police car. <laughs> okay, yes. that's and pretty then, funny. But the big news, the big news from my perspective, which makes me feel a lot easier and is going to make a lot of people feel a lot easier, yeah. is that um, the university, and they shouldn't keep this, the university are the ones that reported it and took it to the police. Well, thank heavens they're finally taking this stuff seriously. Yeah, I mean, that makes me, that makes me so happy. It's a relief. So yeah. relieved. No, I that am is, so relieved. That is great that, news. Yeah, and there's going to be a whole bunch more students come through. So it is, I'm, um, that, oh, you have no idea. I have some idea. Yes, you do. <laughs> I have some idea, actually. You no, know, but that's ask, fantastic news. Yeah. So, yes. All right. So anyway, let's, let's move on to, um, Yes, Liar in the blood? Uh, yes. All right. So the episode opens. <laughs> we are following a sex worker walking down the streets of Bradfield. And uh, so she finally, a guy follows her in a uh, creepy old car. And just like one of those old Volvo type station wagon deals. It's not like it's, you know, a really old car. But to me, that's it now. It's like, hey, yeah, I haven't had a new car in a while is the kind of look of it. And that guy, uh, you know, picks her up. And they go out, and she goes to perform oral sex on him, but he can't get an erection, and he attacks her with a rock. Yep. And, and so that is... Him. And kills her. Well, obviously. I mean, it's yes. wire in the blood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, if there's anything we can take as red, it's that the person is going to get killed in that first scene. Yes. All right. Meanwhile, Tony has gone to a fancy hotel. With I his... Blue shopping <laughs> his bags. Blue shopping bags that he's keeping his change of clothes and his books in. <laughs> and uh, they pointedly have him parking next to a Jaguar <laughs> on one side and like a Rolls Royce on the, or a Mercedes <laughs> on the other. Yeah. Because Tony doesn't care. Nope. He doesn't care. He only cares about the work. You gotta love him. Yeah. So he's there at the con he's at this conference because they've asked him to give a lecture. Yeah. And, and he runs uh, into he a woman there that he knows. Yes. Yeah. And oh uh, man. So and he finds I, out that uh and he, in, it's weird, but he finds out the most fascinating fact, which is that seventy five to eighty percent of people are renting pornographic films while they're on while they're in the hotel. <laughs> And that is that is the thing that's going to be most interesting to him about the trip. Because, again, it's about how people portray themselves before, uh, depending on how, uh, sorry, compared to how they act in private. Yes. But the point private is, public. he's there. And uh, meanwhile, back in Bradfield, they're looking, they have found the dead body and are come to uh, coming to look it over. And yes, Kevin's back. Kevin was never going to stay gone very long. He was just out last week so they could do that story. Do you know what is really funny? No. Is that it dawned on me. I It's probably dawned on me before. But for whatever reason, in this episode, it hit. Yeah. Kevin in the books is married with children. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It, it, um, 
That's interesting. Yeah, it's just weird. And for whatever reason. They, yeah, they went another way here. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, because yep. that's very much not Kevin. Although this time we learned that uh, he does have to wear glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. join the real world, guys. I know. Finally, right? For those of us who have been wearing them since we were seven years old. Because <laughs> we couldn't see the blackboard. Yeah. Then we, uh, oof. Then we get the, uh, then we get, they look over the CCTV. They try to, you know, they see where the pickup was happening. We're looking, but they, uh, they see a car, right? But they can't get a license plate on it and they can barely get the type of the car. Yeah. yeah. And then, please. No, no. Because at the same time, Tony is, there's this guy that walks by and looks at Tony and Tony looks at him. Yeah. But, you know, and I was thinking, well, do they know one another? And clearly Tony didn't. So I just let it That's going to be important later. Yeah. Important later. But it was, he was just kind of a weird guy. A weird, creepy guy. Yeah. Uh, and what's interesting though is they uh, we we have a fun moment with the new coroner, who because uh, she's told that the weird part is that the killer smashed her on the side of the head to knock her down, then specifically like smashed her in the eyes. And he's like, why yes. would he do that? And the doctor's like, you're asking the wrong doctor if you want to know yeah. why. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, this show's so much fun. Like this show is so much fun, you know. <laughs> They, they really me. get it. Like, why are you asking me this? I'm just the I'm just the medical examiner. <laughs> all right. Then we cut back to the um, uh, we cut back to the conference, which is all about. Uh, it turns out it's not really his field. It's behavioral yes. psychologists and experimental psychologists. Yes. And so they're like talking about the test groups of rats. <laughs> so Tony's bored out of his bored mind. as a hell, but he gets a phone call because you know. There's been a murder on his patch. So, yep. of course, he's going to get a phone call. <laughs> so, Tony and uh, you know turns off the ringer, right? And the key part is this is where... Now, we already know this because we saw the in, uh, intro, but they're uh, surprised in the Emmys report, uh, Emmys report to discover that there was no rape of any kind, right? And that the weapon was improvised. Yes. Right. So it was literally like a brick or a rock that he found in the area. Right. And so Tony, of course, excuses to call back. Right. Because uh, he's like anything to get me out of this learning about rats. What does he care? Right. And this is the interesting thing. So Tony's like, OK, he finds out about the eye and he finds out about the way it was dumped He's like, was there any penetration objects? And the, it was like, well, no, you know, no sex of any kind that we've seen. Right. And uh, Tony's response brutally is, well, if he'd ejaculated, where would he have had the energy to smash in her skull? And I'm like, God, Tony. Jeez. Ah, like, I know this is your field, but. And he, he thinks the eye must be uh, removing like you destroy faces to destroy people's identity, but you go after the eye because she saw something, right? Yes. And that's the interesting idea, right? And uh, but and then smashed in her face because it's like, why are you trying to get rid of all 
I, you know, all of reference of a, like, why do you want to destroy someone's identity? And that's the thing. And so they find out that she was 19 years old and you're like, ugh. Like, all of these murders are so just horrific to think about, but God. And then, so they, of course, talk to the, uh, boyfriend. Talk to the, uh, no, oh, the, the mother, mother and the first. sister first. Yeah. 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 The mother and the sister are there and it's just, oof. And she went to, uh, and that's where they find out about the boyfriend. Right? Mm-hmm. Who, uh, who has a history of violence against her. And they're like, boom, okay, this is a really good lead. And they're like, do you think he might have done it? And then we get a bit of uh, Tony's... <laughs> I was going to say, this is why you're in the blood. No, of course, it's not the boyfriend. Come on. <laughs> it's basically never the boyfriend in Wire in the Blood. Yeah, no. Oh, man. And then uh, Tony does his little speech, right? Where he talks about, uh, where he talks about Rorschach tests. Yes. Tells a little funny joke about Rorschach tests. Funny. Which is a very funny scene. But his point, and what I love is he manages to put it back in a really interesting way, which is we have to acknowledge that, like, because we can all, when you hear someone's crazy thought on a subject, the fact that that thought can exist in your head means like we're all capable of relating to other people, even the craziest people. Like, oh, so he takes this cute little joke about Rorschach tests and makes it about empathy. And I'm like, yeah, that's very fun. (laughs) Makes it about empathy and connection. Because Tony is, again, great at his job, as we always say. Yes, and it it sort of fits in a little bit with Whatever they were doing at the conference. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, and no. so, you know, I guess they enjoyed it. it they oh, seemed, yeah, it was a good speech. The audience but, uh, seemed to enjoy it, but. Yeah. But it wasn't strictly yeah. about experimental psychology. No. Uh, but anyway, Tony gets invited to drinks out that night. But then we cut back to the boyfriend being picked up and talked to. Yes. And that was sad. Oh. Yeah, that was a He'd rough one. A- He'd cared about her since he was in fifth grade, mm-hmm. but she just, and she ended up on drugs yeah. and she ended up with a pimp. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why he assaulted her that time and said, you know, it's like, it's me or this life. And she went back to the drugs and the pimp. Yeah. Well, he, and apparently she, she kicked him in the shins first. first yeah, exactly. But it's like, it was, it was a screaming violent fight on both of their yes. parts. Yes. It's a really sad scene. Just a just yeah. a brutal, brutal scene. But yeah. And they're like, go go see the pimp. Yeah. Meanwhile, so they do. Yeah, they do. But first we get Alex yes. at home. Uh her uh son, Ben, has been sent home for hitting a kid at school and he won't say why. And of course, and of we course know Alex does the Yeah. Alex. The, it will pay off, but Alex does the usual thing of well, you shouldn't be hitting a kid. And and why did you hit that kid? And and he's just, well, I don't care. Well, you know, you should go without your food and you should be. She does the whole. That yeah, whole he does all of shit. the stereotypical things. Like, and the kid just. So when she goes to feed him his supper, he says, I'm not hungry. Yeah. He just shuts she down. Won't, well, yeah, he shuts know. down, is in his room and won't talk to her. Yep. So now she feels guilty. Of course. So she's going to have to talk to Tony at some point. Naturally. (laughs) And she does, in fact, call uh, call Tony, but he is at the aforementioned drinks thing with the people from the conference, so he can't take the call. Yeah. 
It's, yeah, it's lots of missed connections between the two of them. It happens all the time. Well, yeah, because they do have busy they lives. They both have busy lives, exactly. And it's not like, it's not like he sees her as a... Yeah. Uh, a, a close friend. It's not like the relationship he had with Carol. No. Right? At the, all. The... More well, work. I, I would... It's more work-related, and I would argue healthier. It's a, Oh, yes. It's a much healthier relationship, and they're sort of work friends. Exactly. It's not but like she invites him He is a friend of the family, and he does babysit Ben, like, yes. quite frequently. So there you go. Yes. All right, uh, so this is where Tony, while getting a drink, passes the guy in the hallway who gives him a look, and, to- and Tony's like, you know, Tony looks at him back. And, it, mm-hmm. and of course, anyone who has seen fiction knows, oh, well, that's your killer. <laughs> we don't know why and we don't know how, but that's your killer right there. Yes. Uh, so Tony's oh. friend invites him back to her room, but he acts- they're both her- drunk. They're both very drunk. And he stands in the doorway and leans on a mirror and he accidentally breaks a glass in his hand. Right. And so she goes and he, uh, she gets a towel. The spell is broken. He gets the, uh, right. And at the same moment, Alex calls back while he's standing there with a bloody hand and a towel on it in the hallway. And so the spell is broken and he just goes back to his room. Uh, and then the killer shows up and murders his friend. Yes, and whoa, this was, you know, you're not expecting. Oh, and as I said, I will talk a little bit later, but this is an adaptation. Yeah, from one of the books, books, but oof, when it becomes relevant near the end. Yeah. Oh, when we find out why. Yeah, this guy's motivation. Yeah. Oh, and it is just terrible, but. What he's doing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he, oh, he ties her. people up and he takes the hose from the shower. Shower. Uh, fun fact okay. about Europe: almost every shower, you know, in these kinds of buildings, in a way that you just don't see in America, will have one of those shower heads on a cord. Yes. And I don't know why those aren't standard in America, but they're just not the way they are, are in the UK. Yeah, and not elsewhere. in Canada either. No, not in Canada either. It's very strange. And he puts the hose down their throats and drowns her. And you're like, oh my God. Oh, it was just. Yeah. And no, it's it's brutal. And so Tony come, uh, the cops come in to talk to Tony. Right. And they interview him and we go over the details of the previous night. And Tony is tries to be helpful, but he's in this real problem because he was so drunk he doesn't remember the night well. Meaning he lies to them because he says he was never inside the room. But there are his fingerprints on the mirror and his blood on the floor and the bloody towel. So it's like he was in the like. But he honestly thinks he wasn't in the room until they start telling him the details. But to the cops, it looks like a guilty person changing his story. When yeah. When find yeah. out the details. But he, yeah, you can't blame yeah. the cops initially. Oh, of course. No, 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 no. No, they are right to be suspicious. And it does look like he's changing his story as new information comes up. Like, we know that this is just a misunderstanding. But, like, you got to feel for Tony. And he says, look, I work with the cops all the time. Just call my boss in Bradfield. And there you go. 
Yes. Well, yeah, but Tony doesn't understand. Yeah. It's funny, eh? To- Tony, for all of the ways in which he can understand the killers, really does not understand it how when he looks it at this relates. Moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How he how he is perceived externally. No. He just doesn't understand it. No. He never does. And that's yeah. that's one of the things because it's it's like his biggest blind spot is not knowing how he looks to other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of and fascinating. It, well, it, yes, it has its fascinating moments and it gets Tony into trouble all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, he needs people to help him to understand the real world. Yeah. But anyway, it's the one thing. And there are reasons for it in the books, but mm-hmm. we'll... We'll do the. We'll get into that. On. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, of course, we see a guy come. Uh, a guy who's walking across a bridge, seeing something and finding another body. Yep. And uh, then we see Alex get the phone call to vouch for Tony. And so say she to does. yeah, which she does happily. And then Kevin Kevin comes in to say we've got another body. Yeah. Yeah. And same fact, MO. Exact same MO. Right. So there you go. And then uh and a nice moment when Tony finds out that Alex confirms that he was on the phone with her when she walked away. Right? Sorry, when he walked away from the uh from the hotel uh hotel room. Yes. Right. He they he then offers to help with the investigation, because <laughs> of course he does. He always of does. Of course he does. And this is where he finds out about the hog tying and the drowning. Yes. And he is obviously like emotionally distraught at the sight of it. Cause yeah. Oh. But what's really interesting is the letters K and W have been written on her forearm yep. just above her wrist. And the, the, the cops like, do you have any idea what that could possibly mean? Right. And, and he's like, no, no idea. And the key part is, and what I love is Tony's, ability to and again this is a a a great performance by robson green to be like emotionally distraught as seeing his friend Mm -hmm. you know dead Mm -hmm. and at the same time still be analyzing the scene Mm -hmm. like yeah this that's what his character is he can't turn it off he can't stop analyzing no and that's part of what makes him so fascinating like even when it's this emotional and he's like, oh, and written on the mirror in lipstick was power, not truth. Yes. Which is, of course, going to be very important later. Uh, but for right now, we just know that for some reason, that sentiment is very important to the killer. We don't know why yet, because he wrote it on the mirror. Ugh, and now we get a second victim whose head was bashed in the exact same way. Ooh, Blunt trauma, right side of the head, meaning... And this is a key part, of course. Left-handed killer. Yeah. That's right uh, right away. Boom. That's 80% of the world's population off the hook for this murder. Yep. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Tony heads back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once again, the doctor confirms that it's the exact same thing. No sexual assault. No, uh, uh, right? No sexual assault. No, yeah, like... No sign of anything like that. So the question is, boom. And, oh, uh, this one, though, tragically, 
we have this really just, uh, Hey, let's, I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I know I'm hesitating because it's so awful, but it's like the way this episode with both of these victims who could have just been seen as random. And it's, it's a thing the show does as a whole goes out of its way to humanize these people and remind you that, yeah, no, the sex workers who get murdered at the start of the show were real people. Yes. Because they talk about how she got off of her day job and dropped her kid off at a friend's house, right? And yes. then went out to work her second job, which is being a sex worker on the street. And you're like, oh. And how, and of course, Alex chides Kevin for like not finding any details out about the kid. He's like, is that important? He's like, and she's like, you never know what's going to be important. I'm like, yeah, that's true. It's a really good point. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty damn good. And then, uh, then Tony and Alex talk, right? And he gets, he's annoyed that he's being sent home and can't help with the case. And he's really sad about his friend getting murdered. And he has no idea how to cope with this when he's not allowed to help find the killer. Which, yeah, he, he feels just helpless and hopeless. And he says that he's not going to be any use to her. So he'll call back when his head is on straight, which, yeah. Again, okay. yeah, that's the right thing to do. I mean, obviously the faster and the more he could have helped, the better it would have been, but there you go. And nothing has happened yet that would have, where he would have been helpful exactly. anyway. Yeah. So now they go and they pick up the pimp finally. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, that is. The Albanian pimp who is playing uh, soccer with a child out in the middle of a street. Well, with his son. Yeah, with his son. Yeah. Uh, and then he pretends to only be able to speak Albanian when he gets <laughs> into jail. <laughs> when he gets into jail. Oh, so he needs a translator. Yeah, so he claims that he needs a translator just because he doesn't like cops and he wants to waste their time. So then they, then they, then, so I have to admit it was nice seeing Paula and Kevin uh, Paul managed and, to. Uh, yeah. Figure this uh, one ma out. Managed to uh, scare the hell out of him, so he starts speaking English. Yeah, and explains why would I need? I don't ever. Yeah, he said I don't ever. I'm not violent. Why would I need? I have all the sex I want. Yep. <laughs> whenever I want it. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any motive whatsoever. Yeah, and then deny. Is, you know, I, I get where he's coming from. Uh, Tony then. Looking over the thing and the power, not truth being what uh, determines history being a Nietzsche quote, right? Yes. He looks at that and he's very fascinated by it. And he calls the the detective in charge of her name is Rachel. Rachel's case, right? Uh, right. Rachel's case. And he gives this speech about how it's important, like the writing that on the mirror is important because he needs to see himself committing the crimes and he needs to make the victim look at it to prove to himself that he's capable of doing these things. And, and I'm like, it's forcing you because he only gets the guys answering machine. You, and it's forcing you to think, how must Tony sound to people who have never worked with him? Because he calls him out of nowhere and is like, it's about Nietzsche. It's about this man's need to... Like, see himself <laughs> committing the crimes. It's all about his own self-esteem and self-identity. And it's like, you, you just have to feel sorry for this man. It's like, okay, well, what part of that is actionable? Yeah. 
Like, why are you telling me why this? Why are you telling me this? What part of this is, do you think is useful information for me? And obviously we don't hear him say any of that, but it's like, that's what you have to think is going on in that guy's head. Because it's like, Well, you can see his facial expression. Oh yeah, because we saw him earlier when Tony was pointing out what the what the crime scene means and how the scene alone can tell us giant amounts about the killer. And the guy is not interested in that kind of thought, obviously. Which is understandable. It is it is an esoteric field, after all. But yeah, very, very good scene. And then we cut to the um then we cut to the killer, who is at a university, looking over uh, a bulletin board asking for recruits for a psychology experiment. And specifically a uh, an experiment where they're using facial expression to determine levels of sexual arousal by ha- by watching people with cameras and mapping their faces as they watch pornography. Yes, and there's this horrible scene with these two experimental psychologists. I know. And I mean, and if you want to say, are they making? A comment on experimental psychology? They kind of are. <laughs> I think they are. That yeah. well, yeah, these guys don't even know what we're checking for. Yeah, like we just, just we're think. just paying them to look at pornography. They have no idea how much information about themselves and what they're aroused by they're giving to us. And yeah. the fact that they enjoy it so much. <laughs> oh God, yes. So this guy is looking it over and he sees. Yeah. The key the the key researcher. No, and she walks right past him on the uh Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in the hallway. And she has wa- as she's walking out, weirdly, he has written KNW on her picture. Picture, yes. Yep. So uh she's in trouble. Yep. And yes, she is in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so she dies in exactly the same way. Well, not yet. First, they uh, they do manage well, to, they find a connection. They find semen in the stomach of the first woman, who, which turns out to be from the pimp. And he's like, yeah, she was with me. Yeah, that's my car. Yeah, she was with me before she got murdered, but I had nothing to do with it. Like, I, again, and this is where he does his whole speech about it. It's like, I've got women who give me money and sex whenever I want. Why would I have to hurt anyone? I yes. kicked her out of the car and sent her back on the street because I was pissed off that there were drugs in her purse. Because I right. don't like my girls having drugs. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, another oh. thing. And Tony uh, calls the DI again, right? <laughs> and asks, and, and then he's like, here's the most important thing. Was the, like, was the... Was the message written in her lipstick or did he bring lipstick with him? Because if he, if at the last minute he decided to write in the mirror, that means something different than if he was prepared to write it when he gets there. <laughs> and again, you're just imagining this guy getting all these phone messages. And we actually see him listening to the message this time and being like, oh, this guy. Yeah. And he's like, who was the message for? Was it for her? Was it for himself? Or was it for you? <laughs> yeah. Like you can actually understand why this guy does arrest Tony. Oh, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. He arrests Tony in, like, the next scene. <laughs> but, yes, the next doctor gets killed the uh, exact same way. Yes. And they go out of their way to do the cute thing of mirroring him and Tony. Uh, sorry, her and Tony. 
yeah. by showing them both in their kitchen at the same time and cutting back and forth. Uh, and then the killer shows up pretending to be a courier and murders her the exact same way. Right. <sighs> and so Tony finally goes to Bradfield PD because he feels like he is ready to try and help with their case. Like, he, and of course, Alex does not believe him because he hasn't shaved or slept. Yes. <laughs> Go home, sleep. And he's like, no, I just need to be, we're doing the job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, uh, you've got to love him. So he goes and he finally gets to look at all the pictures and he's like, this is not planned violence. This is not intended. Did they, th- like, did he steal from them? Did he rape them? No, like. The, like, it just seems spur of the moment. And it's very strange. And then he asks him to uh, profile the pimp. And Tony's like, no. Nah, he, uh... Yeah, it's the, not the pimp. And the point <laughs> is, the, and he's like, and this is the interesting point, he noticed that everything about his, uh, state, the pimp statements, the pimp clearly seems to think and is acting as if these women were raped. Yes. Right. And because no one has told him that they weren't because he's assumed. And then again, it goes to the mindset of the pimp. Oh, a sex worker was killed. She must have been assaulted. She must have been raped by a customer who, you know, then killed her because he's like, that's the world I live in. Yeah. And so, right. That alone has got Tony willing to say, no, I don't think this guy did it. I I think this guy's telling the truth. I don't think this guy's your killer. And he's like, yeah, that's a really good point. That's actually that's a really good point there. Yeah. Right. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I'm not saying he's not a villain, but he's not your killer. And there is a difference. And so they say, you know, just let the pimp go. He didn't do it. And they've got another body. And this body is, of course, uh, it's not it doesn't it's not related to the other two. It's the body killed with the exact same M.O. as Rachel. Back in the uh, yep. back at the conference. Yep. And uh, Tony even knows, uh, happens to know, right, uh, the family. Like, he doesn't know her specifically, but he knows her husband because, like, mm-hmm. they're colleagues. And he knows she's an experimental psychologist, just like Rachel was. And when Tony sees it, he's like, oh, I know exactly what this is. Yeah, I know exactly what we're dealing with. It's the same crime twice in a row. Yeah, uh, right down to the uh, the KNW stuff. Like, all of the signatures there, it's the same killer, and now he's, he's in real trouble because this murder has followed him home. Yes. And you can only imagine what the cop is going to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. At least this time, Tony does have a little inkling that there might be a problem. Yep. And then we see the killer in a barn... Go to a cistern full of water and climb into it fully clothed. Yeah. And reliving the the woman screaming as she was being drowned. So yeah, that was that was rough. And that this was is yeah, weird. I mean it's very weird it, and rough. It's very, very weird. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell could this mean? And I'm sure the book makes it clear, but I mean, we find out here, but I'm sure there's extra details in the book. But the important part is this is where, uh, this is where the other detective inspector finds out that they've got Tony's fingerprints on the mirror in the room and that he's, uh, meaning to their mind, he was lying about not being in the room, 
Meaning, oh, and now there's been another similar murder at the town Tony returned to after the crime? No, he must be our killer. Which is, you uh, know, quite real. Like, you understand where he's coming from. Oh, it makes sense. And he would have, even if he didn't know her specifically, and that cop wouldn't have known it. Yeah. She is at the same, I She's, would assume, the same university. As him. Yeah, I assume they're at the same university. I mean, we don't actually yes. find out for sure, but we assume it's the same university. But it's the same town. Like, they had this really extravagant murder in a place in the same like down the hall from Tony and now Tony went home and the same town, they have another murder. Like, yeah. Okay. You understand where they're coming from. Like it is not, it is not crazy. The Tony that they arrested. arrested. Yeah. No, it's not. And that was, and that's the horrible thing about it. Yeah. It isn't crazy. And it's how is Tony going to get out of this one? Mm-hmm. Which uh, honestly, pretty, pretty easily. <laughs> Yeah, well, it ends up not being that hard. No, it doesn't. But you, when you're watching it, it's just like, except that we know this is wire in the blood, and that that this is a serial killer, so he's going to do it again. Oh yeah, and oh, Tony's going to be in jail. <laughs> exactly. We all know that that's what's coming out. Yes. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Alex, Tony needs to. Alex goes to see Tony. In oh no! Jail. But first, we get the wonderful scene tell- of Tony <laughs> saying. Uh, uh, we have the hill of like saying, oh, putting me in symbolically guilty clothes to make me more likely to confess. And they're like, no, we just want to examine your fiber clothes for fibers linking you to the crime. And he's like, that was two nights ago. I was actually, no, I was wearing the same clothes. <laughs> I haven't actually slept since then. <laughs> oh man. But yes, then Alex goes to, uh, Alex goes to help, which, you know. At least she is reliably there to help, and that's what counts. Yes. And she sees him, and he needs a pencil. Well, she's not going to get a pencil. Mm-hmm. But she, he says, well, give me a lipstick or something. Yeah. And so she gives him a lipstick and and um, uh, an eyebrow pencil yeah. so that he can write on the walls because he needs to write to organize his thoughts. Yeah, and he always has. And we actually very... Uh, uh, we get a very funny um, scene where the uh, the detective is like, yeah, uh, psychology's great and all. I'm not that kind of cop. I care about evidence. I care about DNA. I care about fibers. I care about fingerprints. And then he confronts Tony with what all seem to be the series of lies Tony told. And all Tony can say is, yeah, I was drunk. <laughs> I yeah. don't remember what happened. If you say I stood in the doorway, great. I stood in the doorway. I know I didn't kill this woman. And I know I sure as hell didn't kill someone else who I don't know last night. So it's like, there's no way I'm involved. But yes, my blood was all over the place because I cut my hand. You know? It's quite reasonable where he's coming from. Oh, and meanwhile, right? While he's defending himself from that, we go back to the killer. Who drowns himself again, but this time flashes back to him as a child being drowned by an old man. Yep. Oof. And then drawing those and immediately following the drowning, we cut to another victim. Yep. Same exact MO, massive trauma to the right side of the head. It is... It is the same killer. This is his third victim. He is on a spree. 
And then we get Tony, as you said, locked away with only a eyebrow pencil and some lipstick to write with. And so he's working on both and paper. So yeah, right now, this is such a fantastic scene. Yes, because he's working on both of these murders. Yeah. There seem to be two serial killers at Mm -hmm. work here. And he's so he's doing one in the brown pencil and one in the lipstick, right? (laughs) Basically. Yep. Until one of the other one runs out. But so he's working on these things and he's putting things up in the wall. And all of a sudden he goes, Can it be? (laughs) Is it? Left hand. They're both left-handed. They both have sexual dysfunction. They both have problem, like, between the mirror and the smashing eyes, like... Okay, there's something with visualization. Yes, could this be the same case? The same killer? Yeah. And he keeps looking at it and looking at it and finding more things that that work. And he's going, shit, this is all one case. Yeah. It's the same guy. It's the same guy. And he says, okay, so he goes out and kills a prostitute and then does this water thing. That's the initial assumption they make. Yeah. And it the funny thing is, is it goes with the timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. In, in the way that they found, right? Yeah. The way they find them, they he, they find the prostitute first and then... He Rachel gets a, killed, uh, yeah. and then there's another prostitute, and that other woman was gets killed. killed. And now we've got another prostitute, and then we see him go and kill the partner of the woman he killed last time. Although this guy, this is the first time he's tried to kill a man, and he doesn't and- do a very good job of it because he's not a big, strong guy. And they wrestle, and they fight, and it's brutal, and they end up falling into a pool, and he manages to drown the guy. But yes. it's close. It's yes. it's legitimately close. Meanwhile, well, uh, the Alex has taken Tony's advice and said, "Look, uh, the one of the prime reasons he would get into a fight would be to defend you. So maybe be open to that possibility. That it's like the reason he's feeling so like unwilling to contact with you is because he might imagine." that he got into trouble doing to something to help you. So now why is he getting yelled at? And it's, yeah, it's a really good observation. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. No, that happened back before she gave him the, I just had to throw that in. Because that happened Okay, that's about was, the son. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's about Alex's that is what I'm son. Saying. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying. But it's very confusing. It was confusing the to me. The way I worded it. Ha- the, w- the way you just moved into yeah, that. Yeah, no, but I just thought it was worth mentioning. Because yes, after is. we see that murder is when we get the, um, after we see the new murder is when we get her checking in with her son and getting some details about what actually happened with him. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what actually happened with him, and this is uh, something I was puzzled by, and I guess I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't really understand this culture in uh, the UK because he got punched, the kid got punched. Because he said, Alex looked like a gypsy. Yeah. And I'm like... A gypo. Yeah. I'm like, ugh. And I listen to that and I'm like... And she's like, well, nothing wrong with, you know, being a gypsy. But uh, why would you? Why, would, why he would he think, think that? that? Yeah. Why well, because this Cause, guy's father was a white supremacist. Yeah. And Alex, I guess... on his neck. Ugh. And Alex is... Is I guess got dark hair. I don't know. Her hair's not even that dark. But I, I guess she has darker skin than a bunch of the other people in Bradfield. I guess yes. her skin is dark enough 
compared she's to the other people around her. She's not pasty white. She's not pasty white, and I guess that's enough for a racist to announce she must not be white enough. Yes, so her father must have been a jippo. Ugh, so disgusting. And, well, it is, but yes, there are problems with uh, racism against gypsies in England. There always oh, have huge been. problems. No, no, I'm not saying it's not a huge problem. It's just like, uh, it's not part of, it's like the idea of that culture traveler or roma culture isn't something i know anything about so i don't know how they how they are in england and how prejudice against them runs i know there's problems oh it's it's well you need go watch a few there there are things you can watch little film and i mean there are documentaries as well but you could it does come up numerous times in different British shows. Yeah, I've seen it here and there. Shows. It's just not something I know a ton about. Like, yeah. I know all about the how they feel about people from India and Bangladesh, because that comes up a lot. But this this is part of the, you know, English racism that I'm just not read in on for one reason well, or it, another. Yeah, it, it is different. And it is because the Roma, Roma culture and because they do travel in caravans. Mm-hmm. And they do sometimes cause problems and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Well. Supposedly. It, you, <laughs> well, yes, they do, yeah. you know. Um, but not, but most, I would say most, most of them just are living this life. Yeah. They have caravans. They the move traveler on. traveler lifestyle. Are, yeah. And there are places where they can, they settle for a while mm-hmm. and then they move on and, uh, yeah, it, it well, racism is racism and, and, and doesn't always need to make a lot of sense. Yeah, I you think know, that's the have, real issue. So you need to have the other and they are the other. And it isn't because necessarily they look so different. Mm-hmm. It's because their lifestyle. It's is a cultural. Different. Yeah, it's a cultural yeah. difference rather than a quote unquote racial appearance based difference as so many are. That's interesting. Anyway, well, the important part is they found out about the new body. And so the guy has got to let Tony go because obviously he was in jail when this guy was killed. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no way they can get out of uh, letting Tony go. And he's un- unhappy to discover that the walls have been scrawled on. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets lipstick on his coat. Yeah. Because <laughs> he leans on it on one of the walls. The walls. Ends up with lipstick on his coat. Yeah. But and Tony had wanted to finish, right? Yeah. He hadn't quite finished, but that wasn't going to happen. No, 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 so, no. <laughs> but he comes to Alex with this whole new theory. Idea. First of all, it's the same killer in both cases, and they are one like they yeah. are they are linked. Mm-hmm. The inability and the the suspicion is, of course, that okay, he can't perform and then he does this like because first they're thinking you know he can't perform yeah he can't perform sexually and so he goes and he murders a psychologist and you're like okay and then they find and then they change he changes that idea to no the psychologists happen first and then the murder of the prostitute happens second, but that doesn't work because there is no prostitute death before the first yeah. um, 
Well, no, there's no, um, yeah, the reason they think the first body they found was a, uh, right? The first body seems to be the prostitute. It turns out. Yeah, but the clue they get here is right after he killed Patrick, like basically he immediately ran out and killed a prostitute. Like immediately right after. And Tony's like, that can't be right. It has to be the other order. And then he's like, and this is how he figures out there's a missing first victim, a missing first quote unquote psychologist, he assumes, because like it can't be the other way around because this makes it clear. It's actually the other way around because That's right. right after he drowned this guy in the pool, immediately after he drowned, he went out and he killed another prostitute. Yeah. So there had to be a first victim, a first somewhere. psychologist, they assume uh-huh. somewhere. And they just don't know. And they where. can't find one. Yeah. And they can't find, they can't find a dead psychologist. Like there's no, like, especially since he's killed them in such a gruesome public way. Right? How yeah. could they have not seen this guy? Right? How could he not know where this guy is? And yeah. as they say, and it's like, and he's like, there's got to be someone somewhere. Somebody started this. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and here's the best part. So then all the cases come together because she asks for an, uh, Tony asks Alex because he can't come up with a solution. Let's talk about something else. What's going on? So what was going on with Ben? And she's like, well, uh, the kid's dad was a Nazi, so we punched him. <laughs> so ben punched him. And that's all it takes for Tony to get there. Yep. He starts thinking about Nazis. Yeah, that's, yes. He has that kind of a brain that just makes all these weird connections, and he starts thinking about Nazis. Yep. He's like, huh, that's funny. Nazis. Lots of experimental psychology. <laughs> Not a, yeah. lots of experimental psychology going on in Nazi death camps, yep. which is a true fact. Like he's not, he's not exaggerating. That is a real thing. And so he's like, this is, this is the connection. We're like, what could that possibly mean? And before we hear what it means, we cut back to the childhood of the kid and we see him going through his grandfather's roll top desk, which is full of all of his, you know, uh, weird history stuff from World War II. And writings. Yeah. And writings. And this is when he goes out and uh, gets made to live in the barn and be menaced by dogs in this tiny, like, uh, what do you call it? Stable. Right? In a single stable lying on a bed of hay. And you're like, Jesus. Like, you don't want to give someone a pass on being a serial killer, but, oh, God. Like, you know where this guy came from. You absolutely understand where this guy came from. And it's it's a brutal episode. And I can only imagine what the book is like. Oh, yeah. it's a million times worse. Mm-hmm. And then the uh and then they go into the fact that, well, it's worth noting that they all got tattooed on the wrists, just like the Jews and everybody were in the camps. Right? Yeah. And it turns out power not truth. Was on the wall of a concentration camp. A oh, hospital. Yeah. yeah, a hospital where people were kept and where experiments were done, where they drowned and revived people over and over and over again. And they pointedly ask, uh, what, how could one of the people who were tortured like this by the Nazis with drowning, yeah, the MO, but how could they be doing these killings? They'd have to be in there 
80s, 70s or 80s by now. Yeah. Which is a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we know it's the grandson. And we cut back to the grandson with his father as his grandfather being forced to shave him. And the f- grandfather saying, you don't have the guts to cut my throat. I'm like, ah, this is like, this is an intense episode. Oh, yeah. This is like, I mean, these episodes are always pretty rough. Like, I don't know. Have we ever gotten to the end of an episode of Wire in the Blood? Just be like, oh, that was fine. You know what? I <laughs> no. Think, you know, no, actually, there was one. And that was the movie. Which was... Well. Like, brutal right at the start, but then just kind of silly for the rest of the way through the movie. Yes, as I said, John Grisham. Yeah, it's very much a cop, John Grisham. Uh, But yes, they managed to find someone who was was held captive at that institute and who Mm -hmm. lives in the area. He's a farmer, and they rush out, right? And so we see the killer, see all the cops rushing to uh, investigate him, and then they talk to the farmhand, and it's like, oh no, that guy's dead. Yep. And they tell him when he died, and uh, guess what that coincides with? I guess we found the first uh, death that uh, kicked all of this off. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the farmhand mentions that the guy has a grandson who's here sometimes and gone sometimes. So it's like, that might be who they're looking for. And they're like, great, where is he? Right? And so they're like, well, the one part that nobody was ever allowed to go in was the barn, like this barn, uh, right? This back house, uh, like none of the farmhands were ever allowed to go in. Of course, that's exactly where they go. They're not idiots. And they start searching the place, right? Uh, And here's where it gets, again, if it wasn't brutal, like how extreme this episode is, right? So he goes through, uh, they go through and they profile him based on how awfully decorated the house is and how it's like clearly just a brutally unhappy place and it's like there's no there's no mementos there's no tchotchkes there's no sign of sentiment anywhere in the house there is just like stuff packed away it is a brutal location and he goes to the roll top desk but he can't get it open i'm like oh he's not gonna find out what's in the desk and then he finds that the killer has continued sleeping on a bale of hay in the dilapidated barn. Yep. Oh. And then they find what was in the desk. A list of how long the son, the grandson was able to hold his breath. And how yeah. every time he put him, drowned him every week and made sure it was longer every single week. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. You... Yes. Yeah, it is. I, I, oh I'm my saying, God, this episode. And as I'm saying, and I, I think I'm not talking quite as much because, because you just want, you're just going to start talking about the book if you do, which I mean, we're I almost at the end of the episode. And then you can tell me all of the stuff I missed as I was watching this episode. No, the it's just that the book was so much worse, what this man, the grandfather, did to his son. Well, okay, and that's something I'll talk about, um, oh. right? I'll, I'll talk about that uh, in a second with you. But uh, to, uh, Tony points out that yes. it's like, it's a Nietzschean survival of the fittest, and yep. he's furious, and he's like, but he, he can't get an erection, and he, so he's furious with the uh, the women, 
right? And so he goes and he figures if he kills his grandfather over and over again, he'll finally destroy the weak part of himself. And that's why he's killing the psychologists. And that's Tony's completely logical profiling of the situation. And so they're like, okay, well, we've got to give him an obvious... And then they walk out. And we find out during the entire scene, the guy was lying under a pile of millet listening to them. So he knows exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. And Tony. And Tony says, okay, well, put me up as a... He knows about Tony. He knows that Tony's on to him. And he uh, and Tony says, just put me as a target and you'll watch me. And they're like, no, that's too dangerous. Uh, every time we use you as bait, it goes horribly wrong, which is true. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, just have, have Kevin do it. You know, he's got glasses now, which is a very, and then we get the <laughs> frankly hilarious scene of uh, Kevin going on TV and pretending to be a psychologist. It's, it's a very funny scene. Like, it's very, yes, it very is. good. All right. Uh, but no, they hang out at his fake o- outside of his fake office for six hours and have him walking around and the killer doesn't show up. And they're like, okay, maybe this isn't going to work. And it doesn't occur to anyone that obviously Tony, he went to the same conference as Tony. Obviously he's going to fixate on Tony, whether or not he had heard him, right? Whether or not he had heard him. And more to the point, and this is where I actually call it to the point where it's a plot hole. So remember the guy who was in the pool, he was unable to find a mirror because he died in a pool to write the power not truth on. So he wrote the power not truth on a new, like a wrapped in plastic so it wouldn't get destroyed in the pool newspaper of the wrong guy being arrested for his crimes. It was a picture of Tony he wrote it on. Obviously Tony is who he's going to fixate on. Yes. Come on. Ugh. So yes, Tony gets home and the killer's there and they have their confrontation. (laughs) And Tony knows exactly what he's dealing with because he's profiling correctly. And he's like, if I cooperate, obviously I'm dead. Obviously I'm dead if I cooperate at all. Meaning what I have to do is I have to, in any way I can screw up his ritual, I have to screw up his ritual. Yes. It's my only chance. Yeah, and so he keeps telling him that he can help him and he understands it, how he's not his enemy. And the guy keeps saying, you know, if you don't shut up, I'm going to shoot you, which, you know, like, because he's brought his grandfather's shotgun, which you can have if you're a farmer, apparently. And Tony's response is, no, I don't (gasps) believe you would shoot somebody. It's not the ritual. It's not who you are. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You don't want messy death. You want, you know, you want this thing that was done to you. You want to do it to other people. And he just keeps telling him uh, that I understand you. And the guy refuses to listen to him. And of course he understands him. It's Tony Hill. And he's like, I, they experiment on other people. I experiment on them. I'm giving them what they deserve. And you're like, oh, wow. This episode. So he goes and he takes, uh, right. He takes Tony. Uh, oh, and, uh, we have a key moment of the guy's psychology where Tony says he won't be an accomplice to his own murder. And the guy says, you're already an accomplice just by virtue of the fact that you're a psychologist. Cause all of his, all of his self mythologizing is about these guys bringing it on themselves. And that's a key. That's the key thing here. Right. And of course, uh, 
Tony starts talking about his grandfather. And it's like all the things grandfather killed. Do you think he killed your parents? I mean, how did you end up in the farm? Why would they end up with this man? And of course, the guy keeps saying, no, he made me strong. Right? I'm strong because of what he did to me. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And Tony, of course, you know, knows that this is effectively just a child. He is talking to someone with this emotional understanding of a child. This weak infant who is just this brutal monster. He is a monster that has been pointed at the rest of the world by his grandfather. Right? And that's exactly what he is. And it's horrific. And of course, uh, unbelievably fortunately, they cut away before the guy just starts beating Tony into submission and tying him up. Because Tony does refuse to tie himself up. He won't do it. Yeah. No, right? won't do it. He won't do it. He won't take part in the game. He won't bring his own death on himself. So the guy brutally beats Tony and we see him covered in blood. Yeah. Like, it's it's awful what happened off camera. I'm very happy we didn't have to see it. Right? And, of course, <laughs> Tony gets dragged to the bathroom. But, unbelievably fortuitously... <laughs> And I mean, uh, it does, it does make sense that she does this, but like, uh, Alex tries to call Tony to check on him and finds, because, you know, she wants to say that the guy didn't show Tony was right. And, but more importantly, Tony doesn't answer. And, you know, Tony always answers. Yes. Right. So what's going on here? So she rushes over to Tony's place. Tony is, gets drowned in the tub. And in a miraculous bit, but, oh, right, right before... Remember. You're yes. right, right, there's the he key hits. part. No, no, but before that mm-hmm. happens, no, no, before that happens, we get the key moment. Before he drowns, where the guy tries to say... <laughs> where the guy never stops lying to Tony. Because he says, it's this wonderful moment where... He says the truth, that Tony is correctly profiled and he won't stop lying. And he says, you think I killed those women... Uh, because I can't get hard, but I was, I just choose not to give myself to them because I have contempt for them. And that proves how strong I am. And the thing is, it's like, even in this last moment when he's going to kill Tony, he keeps lying because he wants to, to himself, because he wants to pretend Tony doesn't know who he is. When of course, Tony has been right all along and Tony knows exactly who he is. It's, it's one of the most intense confrontations. I mean, it goes back to literally the first episode of the series with how intense this confrontation is. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Alex walking up sees the guy walking out of, uh, walking out of Tony's place, right? And recognizes him because they know what the guy looks like. You know, they've identified their killer, but she manages to recognize that it's him. Uh, he knows he's been spotted. He tries to pull his shotgun. She sprays him in the face with mace, grabs the shotgun, and smashes him across the head with it. Uh, pointedly across the right side of the head, and then he falls to the ground and blood's pouring out of his head. And they just want to, and he's clearly, if not dead, almost dead. And they just want us to know that, yeah, he got killed by the exact same head smash that he did to all those women. <laughs> just, just a little note yes. for us, the audience. <laughs> And she calls, she calls, she calls, she calls ambulance. the ambulance to the cops. Just FYI, I need an ambulance for Tony. Also, I might have killed somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and then hangs up the phone. 
Such a nice scene. Then she rescues Tony, gives him CPR, manages to rescue Tony, and we end the episode right here with both of them lying on the floor of Tony's bathroom. Yeah. Oh. It's a rough episode. And here's my question. And this is the thing that I felt was missing from the episode, right? Was he not sexually abused? The grandson? Because that never comes up as a possibility. And I feel like, based on the psychology of everything about his crimes, he must have been sexually abused. And is that in the book? There's nothing. uh, Well, it's not in the book. Okay. To even begin, to even begin to deal with what is in the book. Okay. Right. Give give us a taste of what's in the book. Uh, Oh Oh my god! The fact that you're having this much trouble even saying it. First of all, okay. Um. You didn't say what KNW means. Oh, I didn't. Sorry, please. So you do that. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no, because I don't remember. <laughs> Isn't it the... Uh, I thought it was the... Wasn't it the German thing? It's another the, Nietzsche. Yeah, it's another it's the Nietzsche. Nazi th- it's the Nietzsche thing, right? I'm just trying it's to remember the one. specific Nietzsche thing. Yeah, well, I don't know. Oh, I God, can't I'm blanking it. on it. But yes, it's, it's the other Nietzsche quote. That, oh, God, yeah, because he had the two Nietzsche quotes. But anyway, yes. So it's another Nietzsche quote. Now I've forgotten it, too. So, ugh, mad at myself. But anyway, continue. So, yes, Yes. but the grandfather obviously obsessed with Nietzsche. No, well, here's the problem. Okay, go. Okay, it's set in Europe. The grandfather was an actual Nazi in the original? No. Oh. The, The grandfather was a child. In the hospital. Okay. He was one of the children that survived it. Was experimented on, right? Was experimented on. This was one of the experiments. The drowning thing. Um, The drowning thing. They used to kill them. And that was true. Yeah. But the the problem was, and the mach, I mean, the the power thing. Yeah, power non-truth. Was on this hospital. And it was only for children who were deemed who were either without parents or right. somebody would put their child in there. They weren't just, you know, it, it, it's a horrible as, but yeah. Tony, what happens is it opens up and the site, the site, there's a psychologist and yes, he's bound and tied. Yeah. Um, clearly they can't figure it out. They let somebody in. It turns out there are three psychologists and they call in Tony. Yeah. The, this woman, there's a woman in Holland. They have a case. That's where we start. And then it turns out that there's, um, she's in a chat room for gay and lesbian, mostly, I think, just lesbian police women okay. in Europe. And so she brings something up and some this friend she has in germany ends up with a different case that looks similar unbelievably similar gotcha and then because of the pattern and also they don't know there's no nobody has broken in to right. any, 
to any places. It's very involved because it's it's hard for me to separate it out with what's going on with Carol at the same time because that's the big problem for us is that yeah, there's Carol a whole Carol plot the of the episode in the in, yeah. in the book. And right. so Tony, but Tony ends up saying he'll work with these people. Mm-hmm. They get and. It is, but we spend a lot of time in the books with the killer, with this killer. Right. And this killer actually did kill his grandfather. Oh, okay. And then that is after he, and after that he is able to have sex with, like with prostitutes and stuff. Oh. Um, so he doesn't kill prostitutes. There's no nothing like that. He is focused on killing experimental psychologists, but he is smart enough. Uh, like, he searches them out. Like he goes, yeah, he, he goes, goes and finds the specific he ones he's looking specific for. Ones, and he goes, the kinds of experiments they do. He goes through psychology after psychology and he is on a boat. He has one of these boats that go up and down the Rhine. The canal. Oh, okay. Okay. So, it turns out they start looking. They find more psychologists who have been killed. and But it's when you see what happened to him as a child. And he actually killed his grandfather by throwing him overboard. And the boat whacks him against, against the, you know, the, the dock the wall, or whatever. Yeah. The dock. And the side of the canal or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens is is everybody just thinks that it was an accident. Yeah. It was an accident because he was drunk. He was always drunk, the grandfather. Oof. The grandfather is abusive or more abu- well, he's much more abusive. Right. Um he hates this child. He stood the child in a feces filled ah. toilet and made him stand there when he would do something bad. Jesus. Oh, yeah. It's much worse. If you think this was gross, it was after I read this one. And you you don't want to know what happened to those experimental psychologists. Gotcha. And, and, and Tony is working and the profile is much more complicated because of what happens as he's doing these psychologists. Because he's he does lie to himself consistently that there is nothing sexual about this. This is just saving the world from from experimental psychologists, from experimental psychologists. (laughs) Like, because what happens is, is he finds an old friend of his father's right? who had also been in this place. And this man tells, this is what sets everything off for him. This man tells what happened to the two of them when they were children. And so he understands that if his father had not been experimented on, his grandfather had not been experimented on, yeah, then his life would have been totally different. Mm-hmm. And his the experimental psychologists destroy the world. And this is his whole rationale. Like you, you read it wow. all. I, I, this woman, this Val McDermott, I tell you, her <laughs> brain is whoa. But and it's very tied to that, and then of course, as Tony says, there will always end up being some kind of a sexual, and it's going to be coming. And yes, eventually one of he has a female, yeah, that he has killed and is trapped up, and then he has manages 
he gets sexually excited and manages to have sex with her and then things are going to get worse from there it it is just there is none of this killing of prostitutes right um but once that motivation even shifts like it it had always been very clean yeah and they do discover how he manages like these two female um detectives yeah the one in holland and the one in germany germany and you get all the politics in the rest of it as well the of book course. is very good actually this one right and i don't remember which one it was um oh i assume it doesn't it have the same title uh what's the title let me check uh it is falls the shadow um uh, i don't even know if it has this that, that well it won't be hard to figure out uh wikipedia is nice enough all. to have synopses of all these books online so if people yeah. want to find it they can find it yeah i mean it is I, there's no question from my perspective that it's that it's a really good book well i could just look at my not um, important right now get to the no, point it's uh, not but it is it is and then you have this horrible thing that's going on with <laughs> carol at the same time carol at the same time yeah Oof. and um but it was it it was a rough read because at one level you felt so sorry whenever he would sort of go over some of the his past which yeah. was as i said much much worse than Oof. what happened to this boy the funny thing is that if i remember mm -hmm. I'm not sure that there was like it was never as if there was sexual abuse in the experiment. Not that there wasn't with other people. Right. Or other children or whatever. But with this little boy, like the grandfather didn't seem to have um sexually Well, no, but I mean you, you can say, well, he wouldn't have sexually abused him, but this but kind of relationship was, you have to imagine the fa uh, the grandfather would have brutally punished him for any kind of sexual acting out and shamed him over that. And yes. that's the kind no, no, of sexual no, no, abuse no. as well that would have that's uh, what, led into where I was going. The show. Yes. Yeah, that's where yeah. I was going to go with this. I'm just right? saying it, it, we, we should not use a restrictive idea of what sexual abuse is when talking yes, about what happened I, yeah, to this kid. I have is to stop. Yeah. yeah. And, and it just is because he was never able to perform with prostitutes or anything until yeah uh, he, he killed, killed his he uh, killed grandfather. his grandfather yeah so and this the twist in this episode is that the motivation is believing that's what he have, has to do and it still doesn't work yes so that's an interesting yeah, no and i think they did a good job of changing it to keep it in england yeah and the rest of it except that that backstory is not as um compelling and yet it was horrible, but it's yeah. only because I'm sitting here going, I had read the the original. Yeah. The the book that they adapted. Right. And they did a good job of adapting. I'm not even saying that they didn't. There is nothing to do. Yeah. Right? But But oh, at the same time, the book is so awful and so intense that Yeah. You can't get it out of your head when you're uh, just when you're it. watching the show okay i understand yeah it was um the book was like, it was it was something it was on a whole other level of awfulness yes and if you had um seen um it, it's the same thing as the um 
the couple, the the couple that were in the media all the time. Huh? Oh, you know, right, yeah, yeah, the, the uh, yeah, 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 the, Gary, the first season one, yeah, 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 yeah. That the, first season, the formal one. footballer who was uh, murdering women who he lo- thought were like his ex, his first wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, God, you should oof. read that book. Really, it's that you much should more read brutal. That book. I will. I mean, I'm it going to get around to reading these. I've only a read a million two times more brutal. And then you need just—he comes back seriously because he's in prison. Yeah, because oh. he, he does end up in prison, but Damn. he he manages to escape out of. All right, prison. wait, okay, that's enough of that. Don't spoil. No more spoilers. All right. I just thought that's going to be interesting. No, I'm glad you told me. That's going to be interesting when I get there. Oof. Yeah, it it is. They are. Um, <laughs> there are a whole other level of bleakness in yes. the, uh, uh, on the show as compared to the uh, the books. Uh, sorry, in the books as compared to the show. Yeah. All right. And uh, one thing we didn't get this <laughs> week that we had promised you, and sorry about that, is uh, Michael's not back until next week. No. There was so much to do in this week's episode that there was no room for Michael. He is back next week and the week after and for the grand finale. So, uh, yeah, they, they, de- it's not a sit like a situation with the killer from the first episode who we would have loved to see more of, but never got a chance to. Uh, we do actually get a bunch more with Michael and it is very interesting. I just forgot there was none of him in this episode. So that one's on me. All right. Uh, so yes, look forward to that next week. But for now, uh, I'm going to wrap things up with, as always, a thank you for watching. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling-related fiction you'd like us to check out, please drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, if you were listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher, be sure to rate and review it. That's how people find out about the show. We're going to see you here later this week for the new episode of Criminal Minds, and of course next week for more Wire in the Blood. Uh... Thanks for that, but until then, I'll say au revoir. Until Friday. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.